This is Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, streaming live here on RowanRadio.com channel 2. This is a new edition of the 3rd and Lawn Football Podcast. Aaron Hook, along with my co-host across the table from me, Mr. Nick Carlson. I'm joined by two fabulous members of our sports department in Mr. Nick Rizzo to my left and Mr. Justin Lott to my right. Thank you guys for hopping on today. Um... For the first time in what feels like a long time, you know, ever since really the Super Bowl, we've got some big news in the NFL to actually speak about, some concrete news. We've got, uh, you know, one part of the QB carousel, one of the dominoes, one of the big dominoes falling. Um, We'll get to that. And then some other things as well. We've got Calvin Ridley um, being reinstated from his suspension last season. Talk about what that means for the Jaguars. Got some cuts. We've got some trade rumors, um, and then towards the end of the show, or I just kind of towards like the latter half, I'll call it. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a mini mock draft or do our mock top five with trades um, because this class, unlike others, you know, we could see some unprecedented movement towards the top of the draft. You'd see two, three trades inside of that top five potentially. So we're getting to that, but I think obviously. The bit thing that, that we have to start with here is Derek Carr heading to the New Orleans Saints. So Carr uh, cut by the Raiders last month. Um, everybody has known for a while now that he was not going to be a Raider going into next season. And so the Saints and Carr have agreed to a four-year, $150 million contract. $100 million of that one fifty is guaranteed. Uh, he will receive $70 million effectively, fully guaranteed, and $60 million um, is due his way once the deal is signed. So as soon as Penn hits paper, $70 million for him. Um, now, if you want to just look at the logistics of it, Carr, um, you know, is going to be reunited with a former head coach, Dennis Allen, the head man in New Orleans, was the coach of the Rangers back in 2014. So how how do you like the fit of Carr to the state, uh, to the Saints? I really don't think it makes a difference on any aspect because the Raiders had a good team last year. You had Darren Waller, you had Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro was good, Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher. He actually, just two minutes ago, as we started, just signed the franchise tag. So he'll be staying... Yeah. Really? So he'll be staying with the Raiders. I mean, I don't know if he he officially signed it, but they're going to place it on him. So he had a good team. The defense was a little lackluster. The offensive line was okay, and... They had good offensive schemes, but he goes to a team now. You just have Michael Thomas, who doesn't really play. Chris Olave is a fantastic rookie and a wide receiver. Alvin Kamara's got legal troubles. And other than that, the offensive line's not the best. Tight end-wise is, what, Taysom Hill right now? I mean, the weapons you have on the Saints don't really compare to the Raiders. So he's going to a team that's a lot worse in a division that is not that good. So can Carr get it done? I'm not really sure. But at the same time, that's a tough pill to swallow, that $100 million and $150 uh, in total. So, Nick and Justin, I, I want to kind of pitch your guys' brains about the car signing. When you look at his numbers last year, um, 61% uh, completion percentage, 24 touchdowns, 14 pits. So, you know, it, it, it was you could say it was kind of a down year for him. We've seen better out of car, but I think the, the thing for the Saints is you know you're getting really just a consistent option under center because it's been kind of a crapshoot with the retirement of Breeze a few years ago and, you know, searching for consistently uh, consistency 
in Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and then Andy Dalton last season. So it's been kind of a revolving door. Now you get Carr for four years here. You can build a foundation around him. Again, he's not all that old. He's only 31. You know, you see a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's pushing 40. Um, obviously looking for a deal somewhere. But do you think in the NFC South, you know, we, we talked about this last week, um, you know, the Panthers potentially being involved towards the top of the draft, taking a young guy. We talked about how that could instantly propel them to the top of the division. When you look at the talent the Saints have, does Carr being there for you make them really the top team in the South going into next year? Barring, of course, we still have free agency and everything, but uh, as of right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the NFC South is one of the main components to this deal because now this automatically puts the Saints as the favorite in the NFC South because Tampa Bay... 8-9 Eight and nine won the division last year with Tom Brady. Obviously, Tom Brady is now gone. He retires. Their quarterback situation is uncertain. So they're expected to take a step back. And then the Saints, and look at the other teams in the division. Carolina, their quarterback situation is uncertain, as is Atlanta's at the moment. So New Orleans is really the only team in that division with a solid foundation at the quarterback position. And then overall, if you just look at the team, 7-10 and 10 last year, and you mentioned their quarterback situation was an absolute dumpster fire between between Winston and Andy Dalton there. So Derek Carr, that's an immediate upgrade. I think that adds on two wins, two to three wins automatically. So, And then if you look at the Saints in comparison to the Raiders, Saints have a better O-line and a better defense as well than the Raiders. And, you know, Chris Olave is there as Derek Carr's main weapon. Michael Thomas is kind of a question mark still in the air. But even if Michael Thomas can be half of what he was at his peak a few years ago, that'll still be a really solid number two or three weapon for Derek Carr. Overall, I think in Vegas, Derek Carr had better weapons than he will this upcoming season. But overall structure of the team and division. Derek Carr was facing Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson twice a year last season. So the competition for Carr will definitely be a downgrade as well. Overall, I I like the signing, and Carr also backloaded his deal. So very team-friendly the first couple years for the Saints. They'll be able to build the roster a little bit around them. I could see the Saints pushing for double-digit wins and easily locking in a division crown. They were seven and ten last year. You think they go like ten and seven? I think they can go nine and eight or ten and seven. I think. Well, you look at their division. I mean, Kyle Trask is the quarterback right now of Tampa, and that's a huge factor. It wouldn't shock me at all if they swept their division, maybe lost a game. You think that's six zero? You think they go? That division is going to be putrid this year. Yeah, it's bad. It it is really bad. And uh, again, just like the quarterback it seemed like the team with just the consistency at the QB position has won that division in the past obviously Brady's been there in Tampa and they've even with a bad year last year they were still able to squeak out the division crown because Carolina didn't know what they were doing with Darnold and PJ Walker every few weeks and Atlanta was back and forth um, between starting Ritter and they started them at the end of the year but Mariota was just about a league average quarterback um, and then the Saints obviously were revolving between Winston and Andy Dalton. So Andy Dalton is a free agent now. Um, you know, maybe they'll bring him back as a backup or something like that. But I just they do still have Taysom Hill. So, Justin, for you, when you look at this in a vacuum, car to the Saints, they give him a pretty good amount of money. He's going to be making close to $40 million a year. For, you know, a guy like him with the contract, do you think maybe it was a bit of an overpay or do you think it was necessary because of – you know, the opportunity they have to really go out and, and win the division not only this year, but 
years down the road, just <laughs> right now they've got by far the best QB in the division with this signing. Yeah, I think I think it's like thirty seven and a half million a year. It's one fifty over four years. I think it's a it's a little bit of overpay, but again, if you're the Saints, you see the division, you see the rivals, and you see your opposing schedule for uh, next season because they're going to play, of course, everybody in their division, everybody in the North, NFC North, and everybody in the AFC South. So you're going to be playing a team like the Bears, who unless they get something big, that probably is a win right there. The Jaguars are obviously made, made the playoffs this year. Giants made the playoffs. Buccaneers, we talk about Trask. That's probably going to be a win there. The Titans... It, it all depends if Carr is really as great. I mean, he wasn't great this past year at all. But if he was, let's say, 2016 Derek Carr, this could be this could be an 11 and 6 team. This could be a 10 and 7 team. And over the next four seasons, we're going to see. Uh, was he guaranteed 70 million? Or is there 100 million? I thought it was 100 million. That's what I thought. Yeah, so, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, 100 mil. Yeah. So that's tough. That's a lot. It's a lot of, of guaranteed. You're getting. 100 out of the 150 guaranteed, even if he does awfully, which is, it's, if they don't win the division, I would, I, like, I, they're definitely going to be top, if they're not one or two, and if they, if, but if they don't win the division, they're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. I think that division is usually the worst, and has been the worst for the last, last season, it was easily the worst. Do you is, think he's worth it, the money-wise? 100 million guaranteed and 150 in total for Derek uh, Carr? I don't think so. I think... It's. I feel like now quarterbacks. I mean, I'm. He didn't go out there and say he wanted thirty-seven and a half million. Maybe he did, yeah. and back like behind closed doors. But it's not like he's Daniel Jones playing for forty-five. But it's like that's that's still crazy to me. But yeah. all right, w- wait a second. Let's be all right. So let's go over this for a sec. So Derek Carr, averaging thirty-seven and a half million a year, that puts him in right below Dak Prescott and right above Kirk Cousins. You're telling me he doesn't belong in that category? I'm telling you, he's never won a playoff game. So, what has either of those guys done as well? Dak, Dak Prescott's won playoff games. Kirk Cousins, to my knowledge, I don't know if he's won playoff games. games Dak won the playoffs. Kirk Cousins has won a playoff game, but you also have to take into the account that Derek Carr, when he has been to the playoffs, a main reason of him being in the playoffs is him carrying the Raiders franchise because the Raiders. Outside of this season getting Devontae Adams, they haven't really done much throughout Carr's career to help him propel the team to that next level. And so I think Derek Carr, even getting to the playoffs with some of those Raiders squads, is a testament to him. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think Carr has been a little bit overhated. Um, I agree with Over that. the past few years. I think and, the correct word is overrated. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, again, like, sure, he, you know, he had the season... Um, where, you know, he threw 30-plus touchdowns and he was getting, you know, into the conversation of, like, can he be an elite guy? This was earlier in his career. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree with Nick. I mean, he's not going to put up the flashy, you know, 40-touchdown seasons or anything like that. But I think he's just super consistent. Um, you know, he's obviously not the, the physical specimen of quarterback like the Jalen Hurts is. Um or even like a Josh Allen, obviously, with their ability to run, extend plays, Mahomes as well. But he's good in the pocket. He's got a good arm. He makes all the throws you need him to. And he's not, you know, this is kind of the way they, they talk about backup guys. Carr's not a backup guy. You know what I mean? He'll make high-level throws. He's good under pressure. He, he, he is a good quarterback. He's a good NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, really nothing less. 
if he's at his best, he's probably a Pro Bowl quarterback. So, I mean, for the Saints... Yeah, but then you're paying $150 million for a Pro Bowl Yeah, I mean, I, I think in this spot, maybe it's just, Justin, I don't know if you agree, just extending their window to be competitive. Because, sure, you can overpay, mm-hmm. but it's like every other quarterback in the division might be on a rookie deal. So it's like, the, comparatively, does it really matter? I mean, you have your guy. Why not just give him the money he wants? I think I think it's a good point there. And going off what what uh, Nick said with Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, they've only have they're I believe three and eight in playoff games. So it's not like they're yeah. successful playoff quarterbacks or anything. Guess Cars only I think Cars only played in one playoff game. If I'm not mistaken, uh, one or two. He, I, I know he doesn't have a playoff one. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say he's zero and one or zero and two. Yeah. So it's not like he's played ten games and he hasn't won any. He's only played in maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. And that one year, he was having a decent season. He goes down. Yeah, and I thought he I th- broke his leg, I think. I think Matt McLoyne or, play, or yeah. somebody played in that game. Yeah. If I think if Derek Carr played in the game, I don't remember who they played that year, but he was having a solid, probably top 10 quarterback season that year, and he just, he just went down with an injury, and he could have won that playoff game. But, yeah, I mean, I do think Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, and even Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott's been hurt here and there almost every other season. Kirk Cousins has been a lot of people hate on Kirk Cousins. A lot of people hate on Derek Carr. So I feel like they're kind of like, like let's say I don't know. I don't know where I rank them in the quarterbacks, but they're definitely eye to eye for sure. You think Derek Carr's top ten? He's borderline top ten. Uh, I would say fifteen would probably. Be yeah, if you said fifteen, I'd be like he's like fourteen. All right. So couple things. So for signing Derek Carr automatically gives the Saints a fantastic chance to make the playoffs this year and get a home playoff game because, like we said, that division is just straight up in shambles right now. So the Saints, automatically from getting Carr, you're a really strong playoff contender. I'm not over here saying that they're going to contend for a Super Bowl with the roster they have right now, but with Carr, you're going to make the playoffs in all likelihood. And also, we talked about this on an episode a couple weeks ago with Daniel Jones. In the NFL today, you have to pay good money for a serviceable starting quarterback. And that's what Carr is. He's a serviceable starting quarterback who, at his best, can, like Aaron said, be a Pro Bowl quarterback. But you're basically, when you're getting in this territory, like Prescott, Carr, Cousins, these are the guys that are serviceable starters. If you paid him more in the realm of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, then that would be coming into question. But I think the number for Carr is fair because it, in today's NFL, the number he got is a number for a starting quarterback. Derek Carr is considered, at least this past year, the 17th best quarterback in the NFL. In terms of what, like passer rating? I think it's like a ranking on? overall. Because okay. he's he's behind Kyler, Jimmy G, Tom Brady. It's behind Jimmy G. Yeah, D- Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and then Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean, but the I guess that they're just bas- basing it off last season. Yeah, based on performance last yeah. year, I think it's pretty fair. And he didn't play that well. He's played very well in his career. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. I mean, we said last year was was a down year for him, um, but still, he does earn a big deal with the Saints. And to Nick's point earlier, Raiders, you know, doing um, stuff to help him in his career, dead him weapons and stuff. Pretty ironic that on the same day he leaves, they franchise tag. Josh Jacobs, who we talked about earlier, leads uh, leads leading rusher last year. There was reports that he wanted a big contract as well, um, but it was kind of like set in stone that the Raiders were going to tag him because, you know, why not? It's a running back. It's a position that uh, has a lot of question marks around it in terms of do you pay these guys big money? Do you draft them early? 
it's a replaceable position. Their shelf life isn't that long, but Josh Jacobs has proven that he can stick around. He can be durable, and he can put up big numbers when he is healthy. 1,653 yards last year. Again, led the lead. So what are our thoughts on that? Uh, Raiders bringing Matt Jacobs. You're going to have him and Devontae Adams there. You're going to have Darren Waller there next year. Um, it, it just depends on the quarterback, right, and how he's going to be able to use these guys. Um, Justin, for you, Jacobs, maybe if you put yourself in his shoes, right, you get tagged, and he's going to be looking for a big deal next year. If the Raiders don't perform, you know, do you pledge your loyalty to this organization that did pay you bid this offseason? They're taking a shot on you, but if, if they don't perform and you don't have a real quarterback to play with, you know, are, are, are you out of there next year if you're, if you're Josh Jacobs? I would say it depends. If he's, let's say he's, again, the top rusher this upcoming season, and they, what was the record this past year? Uh, wait, who, the Raiders? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. What were they, 8-9? Raiders went sits in eleven. Wow, so, I, I thought they were eight and nine. I'm so, not gonna lie. So they do. If let's say, cause that's the thing. The, the division's very tough. Like it's not like it's a weak division. Like yeah. you're going against Patrick Mahomes twice twice a year. You're going against Justin Herbert twice a year. And now you have Sean Payton. Now you got Sean Payton over there. Yeah. I mean, if Russell Wilson plays anything like last year, they don't got to worry about that. But <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so. Winning enough game, I mean, making the like. Are we saying they make the playoffs or he leaves? Yeah, let, let's say let's say they let's say they make the playoffs next year. Let's let's say they let's say they make the wild card round and lose. We're talking about the Raiders, right? Yeah, I I, I don't think he would. I think it out. I think if they have if they're under five hundred, I think he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I think it just depends on who the quarterback is. I, I it just if they trade up, maybe they could probably get maybe a top four quarterback in the draft, but. I want to say they're like seventh or eighth pick, so they're seven. And so Mox have them taking Anthony Richardson, so. which we're going to talk about. He yeah. he might not be available. I it's, yeah, it's more and more seeming likely that Richardson is going to be out before seven, probably out before the top five comes to a close. Again, we're going to get to our mock drafts, but want to keep it moving along here because we do have some stuff to get to before we get into our quick little mocks, and want to spend a good time on that, good amount of time on that. Because we know we have some trades involved and stuff like that, explaining our uh, our moves. So quickly here, let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars still feels weird to say because we haven't seen him in a Jads jersey yet. Obviously, he got suspended for the entirety of last season for gambling on games, but he's been reinstated by the NFL. Um, and we know that when Calvin Ridley is on the field, he is a great wide receiver. So. You know, the Jads get him going into next year, Nick. They make the playoff run this year with Trevor Lawrence looking like one of the most promising quarterbacks in the NFL. They've got a good receiver core as it is. Now you add Ridley into the mix. How far do you think this Jads team, you know, can go? Yeah, they're they're gonna have a really good shot at going far because yeah. their division in general is horrible. I yep. mean, the Texans are gonna have a rookie. The Titans are apparently shopping Derrick Henry. And then you look at the other ones in the Colts who are going to have a rookie quarterback as well. So you look at their opponents, they could easily sweep their division and go 6-0. and zero. And then you're going to play the Falcons, you're going to play the Panthers, you're going to play, I guess you could say, the, the Niners, Chiefs, and Bengals are all going to be tough teams. But then you play all of the NFC South as well. So those are easy games that you can win, and they already have a very good wide receiver core. Doug Peterson proved to be a really good coach, and Trevor Lawrence took a huge step forward. So I, I would say they could make it far. 
it's just tough because that AFC is so tough with those quarterbacks they have at the top. Yeah, Dan, I I think when you just looked at, you know, when it gets down to it, the, the quarterbacks um, who you're going to be going up against in the playoffs, and I, I guess, you know, Lawrence is probably at the level now where we, we saw in the Charger come back and, and we saw, you know, in, in the divisional game against KC, he's a guy who can hang with some of the top guys. He's probably not there yet because those guys have extra experience, but now he's got a playoff win under his belt. He's got the two games of experience. I, Nick Rizzo, for you, like, do, do you think the Jads can take that extra step and maybe make it to a conference championship this year? Do you think they're that good? Yeah, the Jags and the AFC are the prime candidates next year to take that next leap and perhaps make the conference championship or maybe even the Super Bowl. You, uh, th- All right, so they add Ridley into the mix for their weapons. Already pretty solid weapons this year. You add a legit number one in there for Trevor Lawrence and Ridley. And then also the Jags have cap space too, so they're going to make some moves in the offseason. Trevor Lawrence is still on a rookie deal, has not gotten an extension yet. So the Jags, they have some money to work with. And if you look at the AFC the past few years, outside of the Chiefs who have been consistently dominant, there's always been that one team that takes that next step and tries to challenge the Chiefs. And it was the Bills at first, then it was Cincinnati. I think this year it could be Jacksonville. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he put forth a really great season, especially post-Thanksgiving. He went on a tear post-Thanksgiving. But... With Ridley in the mix now, I, I think that could be the norm for the course of an entire season. And you mentioned it, Nick. Doug Peterson, really good coach. A top 5, 10 coach in this league. Well-respected. The defense has pieces. It, the team is not there yet, but I think with the addition of Ridley and with a couple moves in the offseason, I think the Jags can easily contend for a conference championship and perhaps make the Super Bowl. It's just tough because I feel like you have to get... Hold on one second. I got a report from JPA Football that Tom Brady might not be done with football. Oh, man. <laughs> so he, he has been in contact with the Dolphins and multiple teams have been in contact. With oh, I, I don't on. understand. Why would you... Why Why does he continue to like make a big deal out of like him retiring if he's just not going to... I guess it's Tom been, Brady, right? Yeah, Sean Payton's been in contact with him as well. So. Well, the Saints have their quarterback. Oh, so, oh wait, no. I, no I it's the Broncos. So yeah, yeah. the Saints of Payton. I saw a report probably about 10 minutes before we hopped on that yeah. Sean Payton may not like yeah. Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson may only have this year to prove himself to Payton. Oh, they dear. signed a five-year deal. <laughs> like That's not worth it. Like It's just like you're... <laughs> Oh man, stirring right. the pot a little bit there. Peyton and Brady have been linked for yeah. a couple of years now, so that would be crazy. He'd be forty-seven. At that the time division would be nuts outside yeah. of the Raiders, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so just some quick things to get to. Um, we're not going to talk too too much about these, but just some things from around the lead. Uh, the Rams have interest in bringing back Baker Mayfield. Um, obviously, we don't know about Matt Stafford's. Status going into next year, the Rams are a mess as it is, but we all know they, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl, and so this is the repercussions of that. Um, the Titans are going to release Bud Dupree, edge rusher. He'll be a premium guy in the market. Uh, Brock Purdy's going to have his elbow surgery on Friday um, to the detriment of Nick Carlson. He will be out uh, for quite a while. It's depressing. <laughs> Cowboys franchise had Tony Pollard. Um, I think maybe that is... A um, little bit of a hint uh, in what direction they want to go with that running back room. Um, 
I, I think, you know, I, we talked about this for a minute. Over the last couple of seasons, I would say he's been much better than Zeke, Tony Pollard. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but. Yeah, and Mike McCarthy made some interesting comments the other day. He said what he wants to, the approach he wants to take with the offense moving forward. He said he wants to pound the football. He wants to run it. So this upcoming season, I think you, you could definitely expect some more of that, some Zeke-powered combo. And they it's a nice one-two punch, a little thunder and lightning. Zeke at this stage in his career, he's more of just a simple power back. And then Pollard adds in that explosiveness and that diversity in the backfield. So, you know, I, I it's a nice tandem. And the Cowboys, if their offense gets maximized, it, it really can be a top unit in the league. Yeah. The thing is... I feel I feel like we always say that about the Cowboys and something just yeah something goes it's wrong something it's something um, I don't know what it is and McCarthy he was pretty aggressive in the comment too so that makes me think yeah. that there's some higher ups in the organization that want right. McCarthy to sling it a little bit yeah well I think we know one certain higher up is yeah. probably probably pushing for that narrative um, or that change of direction I should say and then Justin I just want to pick your brain on this before we get to our mocks the Titans. Reportedly shopping Derrick Henry. I think that's pretty shocking. Obviously, he has been um, one of, if not the best running back in the league over the past three, four seasons. A uh, 2,000-yard season there. I mean, he's just ridiculous. He's one of the top players in the NFL. Um, but the Titans are reportedly shopping him, uh, according to Michael Silver of Bally Sports. So head, uh, he's entering the final year of his contract next year. Signed a four-year, $50 million deal, and he's going to be owed $10.5 million. So I think the thought process on this is, you know, he's going to want a lot of money that soft season, no matter who he's playing for. And the Titans looking at the direction of their team, and we know that they don't like to play their star players because a certain somebody uh, started as the Eagles' top receiver this year who played for the Titans last year. That would be Mr. A.J. Brown who they decided to let go instead of giving them the money he deserved, and the Eagles scooped him up and looked how that worked out. So the Titans obviously are a little, you know, a little cheap, and Henry's going to want a lot of money. So, you know, is this kind of the beginning of the end, do you think? And do you think maybe they try and actually move him this offseason? They have $23 million in the cap, too, as well. I mean, was A.J. Brown was treated on draft night? Uh, yes. Yeah. And he signed a five-year, uh, $100 million dollar deal. I, it could be. There you go, Justin. I would say I, he I, he could be traded by draft money. I, I would be surprised if he's traded by draft Where does night. he go, though? That's the thing. Uh, like, what team needs a running back? The thing is, we always talk about running backs are interchangeable most of the time. Yeah. But Derrick Henry is a top. He's been a top five back in the league. I mean, top three back in the league for so long. And if he's on, if he's on the field, he... He can run through anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the, you're the best defensive player on the other team. He's going to run you down, stiff arm you, do whatever you got to do. And he had a 2,000 rushing yard season, as, as Aaron said. Like, yeah. this is not a guy that has had really a bad if, – if he's on the field again, he's that guy. And yeah, I, the Titans, they're getting rid of a lot of veterans. They're, they're just – they kind of just don't – I don't want to say – I mean, because Tannehill is – He's, a, he's, he's not, like there. He's like, just there. Like yeah. he just hands off the ball to Henry most of the plays anyway. So it's not like it's a big deal. But if you take out Henry, is Tannehill going to get Tannehill's going to get exposed like he already has? Been. I think he's the team. Like the Titans run on Derrick Henry. So yeah, just going to stir the pot a little bit. Uh, some odds for Derrick Henry's next team just got released. Uh, the yo, I'll tell you what number one is. What? 
The Niners. No, the Titans are number one. They have still. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but imagine Derrick Henry and Christian <laughs> right, McCaffrey. Dude, I mean, that's just over. We're not playing that in here. <laughs> but the Eagles are number two yeah. at plus oh, 400. See, that's batted right there. Yeah. Well, but what was his name? Bijan Robinson is also favored to go there. Yeah. So I, I could see them getting yeah. someone. Maybe we'll see some deja vu, some deja vu on draft night between the Eagles and Titans. Yeah, that would that would be nuts if Henry wound up. An eagle. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. It's like, you know, the conversation is like, oh, you're losing Miles Sanders because you're yeah. going to pay Hurts. So that's going to be one of the losses they have to deal with. They trade for Derrick Henry. It's like, that's an that's an upgrade right there. I don't see how we doing it, though. That, <laughs> that is not a Howie Roseman move. How we doing it? They have it? five million <laughs> caps, so they could make it work if it came down <laughs> to it. But. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So it is the time of the show because um, me and Nick have to leave in a little bit here. Uh, we're going to get into our mock Top five. So these are going to be the top five picks in the draft. Um, and, you know, we, we did this where we're going to have some trades because, again, we're probably going to see a lot of movement in the top five teams trading up to get quarterbacks, team trading out of pitch. So, Nick, I, I know you have the to leave at five, and we're eight minutes out here. So I'm going to let you get to your top five first here. All right, so number one overall, I have the Colts trading up with Chicago. So Chicago now has the fourth pick. The Colts give up three firsts, number four, and their next two after that. Jeez. It's, it's going to get done. If the, if the Colts are going to jump up to number one, that's going to be the package yep. for a franchise quarterback. And so, you know, maybe a couple other sprinkle picks in there, but the three firsts are the main, and they will take Bryce Young for their franchise quarterback spot. That leaves the Texans at number two, and they're kind of in no man's land here because assuming Bryce Young is their top guy on the board, assuming they're not comfortable taking Stroud or Richardson at number two, I see the Texans in this spot. They just hired D'Amico Ryans, defensive-minded head coach. Even if they do take their franchise quarterback in this draft, they're most likely not going to go anywhere with them year one. I see the Texans in this specific spot going towards defense taking the best player available in the draft defensively, Will Anderson, keep building pieces on that defense, make the defense elite under D'Amico Ryans, and then go all out for Caleb Williams in next year's draft. So that's where I have them going. Number three is the Cardinals. They're also kind of in a weird spot here, already have their quarterback. They have to build that defense as well. I have them going Jalen Carter at number three. And then that leaves the Bears at number four, in which... I actually have them trading back again to get another first-round pick with the Raiders. And the Ooh. Raiders, this is, this is assuming the Raiders don't do anything crazy at the quarterback position in free agency, but I'll have them taking C.J. Stroud at number four nice. for, the, for Vegas. And then, so now the Bears have number seven, and they just loaded up on three extra firsts for the future. So they're sitting in a good spot. That Still leaves, Justin Fields. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that leaves Seattle at number five. Their defense also needs some retooling. I'll give them Miles Murphy out of Clemson, best defensive player available on the board. I, I like that a lot. I think the Nick, he did a good job using yeah. the trade, Susan, man. And I could see a scenario like that. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Justin, you're up next. <laughs> okay, so with the first pick... I think it's gonna be the Raiders. I think the Raiders wow. are straight up. The Raiders straight up to one. Wow. I, I, I it could be a couple picks. I think I don't know how many picks they got, but I think they'll take Bryce Young. I would think I would I would say Bryce Young's the overall number one, and then from two, I think Texans will stay there. 
I kind of agree with DeWill Anderson, but I, I think Texans should get a quarterback there, but maybe they don't like Stroud as, as much as they should. So, hot take, I, maybe they go Anthony Richardson there, which would be interesting enough. I was waiting for that one. So, and then three, it would be Arizona. I think they would take Will Anderson, best Ed Rusher, easily on the board. And then Colts would be, Colts would take, they would probably take Stroud right there at four. And then five, I would have had Jalen Carter, but we all know what happened with Jalen Carter. Yep. So I do agree. Uh, probably, Miles, I think Miles Murphy I'll put there. Nice. At five. All right. I, I like that as well. Uh, Miles Murphy, very popular pick out of Clemson. Clemson defensive guys always seem to yep. just be, at, at least, at the very least, be solid um, in the NFL level. All right, Nick, I'm going to go through mine really quick. I do have the Bears staying at number one. I, I do too, actually. I have yeah. the Bears staying at one. I think they believe in fields. The draft capital would be very nice, but I think when you have a chance to get like a blue chip prospect at number one, even if it's not a quarterback, Anderson? I have them taking That's Will Anderson at number one. Yeah. Then I also have the Texans staying at two, and they're going to take Bryce Young. So they're, they're extremely happy because they thought losing out on number one meant no Bryce Young yeah. for them, but... I do have them ending up with Bryce Young at number two. All right, so do you have the Cardinals trading yep. the pick? All right, yep. so who do you have them trading with? I have them with the Panthers. I mean, are you gonna, I mean, what do you look at my phone? Oh, I, oh wow! Uh, so then, who do you have? Who do you have? I have taking? the Panthers taking Stroud. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, uh, this oh is this is not, okay. So, so this then, is who two do you for have one. Stroud going for? No, I have I have the Panthers drafted Stroud at three. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So Stroud goes then, and, and then I have four Indy to, to Levis. I have Indy taking nah, they are. I have, uh, no, I have Richardson. I, I refuse to say I have Richardson. Richardson. I can't. I have Richardson at four, and then I, at five, I have the Raiders trading up with Seattle to take Will Levis. Ooh. Sit okay, behind Gino. Yeah. He's a project. You see what Gino gives you next year. Yeah. If he looks good, you bring Gino back again, and I think you have a, either a competition or you tell Levis, you know, this is the last time. And then yeah. I, eventually, you know, if Gino plays well again, you can move him. Because obviously you take him number five, you're going to want to play him at some point. So I... I was going to say Jalen Carter goes five for me. I just, I yeah. just definitely see it. He could have went one. If it wasn't for the legal problems, he could have went now, one. Now the or, interesting thing is number six belongs to the Detroit Lions via the Rams. I've heard this. If Richardson slips, they pick him, you sit him behind Goff as a project, and then the year after next season... You have him with that offense, with that coaching staff. That's like a great spot for Anthony. Yeah, Richardson. but how many years is it comes down to the contract situation? How many years does Goff have left? How old is he? <sighs> well, Goff isn't Goff isn't too old. How old is he? 20, Jared, Jared Goff is twenty eight. Wow, 20, 28? Okay. Um, yeah, See, I don't know how many years left he has on his deal. But you got to think like also like momentum wise, confidence wise, that just kills your momentum. I mean, Jared Goff doesn't want to be okay. a backup guy. He 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 no. did he did do a very good job for the Lions this year, and I know yeah. they like him. But still, I think the potential with Richardson is just it's too. Yeah, he's one of these Richardson fanboys. If he, he clicks, man, like you can't deny it. he's got some of the most insane tools we've ever this seen. This guy sat here a year ago or two years ago was probably like Zach Wilson. Those insane tools. Well, of you know? course I did <laughs> because it's college and that's all you know about them is that they can throw it far. Uh, <laughs> not that he's you know not that he doesn't know how to yeah. read a, a defense. It looks like he did at BYU because he was just sitting there all day. Have you looked at Anthony Richardson's stats? 
I know he doesn't have great numbers. Yeah. He's inaccurate, sure, but still, I think his final game he went like nine and of thirty. By the way, the Lions are soon to have Jared Goff next year as their starter. Yeah. So I mean, they have to make the playoffs, and then Richardson just comes into a playoff team. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's just a possibility. I didn't. Even, I I did have him going there in my mock draft. I had him going to Indy. So. And then he saw the combine and was like, "We got to pull him up a little <laughs> bit." <I was> like, <laughs> Uh, all right, um, that's going to wrap it up. Sorry for the short episode today. Um, we've got places to be, though. Busy busy college students. So uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of Third and Lawn. Every Monday, there will be new episodes uh, recorded and posted wherever you get your podcast. For Aaron Hook, Nick Carlson, Justin Locke, and then Nick Rizzo, uh, who left us a few minutes ago. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.